You are listening to the Heart of Tradition podcast. Hello, Daniel Naturopath here. I just wanted to continue some of this um, conversation on the lung system and talk about um, one of the key elements to heal the environment. Um, an air filtration system is key to be able to filter out nanoparticles, uh, VOCs, and all these polymers and phthalates and epoxies and things that are in our walls from the sheetrock on down to, especially in the new, the newer smell, you know, new car smell, new apartment smell, whatever, uh, paints. Um, so all of these volatile um, organic compounds um, they um, enter into the lung system and it's just like, well, you're trying to avoid endocrine disruptors in general in the food and the plastics and the soy-fed animals and in so many different things to where the, the body can maintain its masculine and feminine uh, features without everything just getting all mixed in and, and, and the tissues getting overly soft here or overly hard here or, you know, whatever. And... Uh, so you go through all that trouble and then you're breathing it in. <laughs> so um, that's a, one of these key dangers, you know. And so the best air filtration system you're, um, you're going to be able to find is um, from a company called IQ Air. Now they make the best, um, they were the inventors of the HEPA filter, which was invented around the, uh, I think this was invented for the hot firefighters, you know, give them filtration when they went into fires and stuff. And now um, it's been developed; it's well known. But what we don't, what people don't know, is the HEPA filter is not what the IQ Air uses now. They use an advanced HEPA filter, which is the only uh, HEPA filter which is capable of removing 0.3 or point no point zero three microns. Um. It's either point zero, no, it's point three microns. Yeah, point three microns. Whereas most HEPA filters um, guarantee three microns. So this is a huge difference in size and particulate. Um, so when you're able to to filter out at such a low level particulate, you can actually um, filter even iod, um, radioactive iodine out of the air through the system. I mean, it comes through a carbon-based system. There's like 10 pounds of carbon as part of the filter. They're, they're pretty big, but you want them to be big. You don't want a very small air filter because we're trying to emulate God's work, I guess. You know, we're trying to emulate the lung system, and we're not as good at, as, you know, at creating that and so we need a bigger system in order so the size of it is not because they're old time fashion it's because they're intelligent so you need a bigger system and it's not that big but anyway and they're quiet um some people even like the low level noise you know just like a little bit in the in the room especially because now we have a lot of other noises like that are forced on us from the outside and um you know ultrasound and, and different types of sound that we don't um inf uh, infrasound i think it's called yeah infrasound other types of sound that we don't we don't uh, pay attention to but that are part of every electrical component electromagnetic frequencies there's a lot of sounds that come through all of these different things in our homes water heaters and electrical appliances and stuff and even outdoors like exhaust systems and so it can mask a little bit of that but um 
Um, but it's very important because once you can get some of this radioactive iodine out of the air, um, depending on where you're at and depending on the air around you, um, you have kind of a little secret weapon in your room, you know. Um, it's also important for colds, people that have a mold and colds and, and is kind of sick all the time and, you know, and a, you know, mold. One of the reasons that there's a lot of mold, I mean, it's also dependent on your region, right, of course, but um, one of the reasons in certain regions where there's not mold, there would be mold, is um, an unknown reason, I guess you could say, is uh, that there's no trees. And so you have these apartments, you buy these apartments, there's no trees anywhere, or not many. And then we have, you know, the trees pull the water out of the soil and they pull it up and there's a kind of like, you know, a homeostasis that's maintained there. And when the trees are not there, well, that water just stays down in there and creates a the beginning of a kind of a mold state, you know. And then on top of that, these first floor apartments are usually more affected by mold. Um, you know, depending, this is all depending on a lot of factors, you know, if there's stuff within the walls and if there's, you know, human error and all these other things. But, um, but in general, um, you know, an apartment that's f filled with trees, you know, like my apartment where I'm living in California, there's, there's so many trees all around. I mean, even on my front door, like I open the door, I get, there's like three or four trees right there. And so all of that is pulling the mold out of the, the ground or the possibility. And so then, as long as we're not making mistakes on top of that, it's uh, it's okay. Um, it's also a drier climate to a certain degree, so you have that. Um, but um, but so yeah, so they have the IQ air. They even have mini IQ airs, which you can use for personal. Like I have one over here. Let me see if I can show that to you. Let's see here. This one. It's like a little teeny round unit, and it just shoots a stream of air exactly at the nostril and you keep it about you know 20 30 inches away from you i mean it does have a little bit of emf you know because it's bluetooth and that's unfortunate that they didn't make that that part you know uh manual like where you could you know bypass it but but it's actually far enough away to where that electromagnet it stays around the unit that exact type of frequency um so it's okay. So 20 to 30 centimeters away and you have a perfect air coming to you at all times, no matter even if there's an, you know, poison in the air. I'm not saying it's going to filter everything and that you, you're not getting normal air too. But like in general, a lot of what you're getting, if, you, if you're letting it aim right at your nostril, you're getting mostly that. Of course, if you were in some very strange situation, then yeah, you'd probably get right next to it, you know, to where that was all you were getting. But, um... And then the bigger version, which I'll try to show you here. Well, let's see here. Put my computer on top of it, but you know, this is it. It's a bigger version. And that is also used um, uh, for more of the room, you know, like a, a, a nicer size room, it'll, it'll filter. So you have a safe space. That's basically it, you create safe space. So there's a lot of remedies you can use for healing the cold, the throat. I'm actually going through something right now, so. Uh, I'm applying, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I've learned techniques to speed everything up. Like when something happens, you know, I moved to California, you have to adapt. So you adapt to that, things come out, there's detoxification, all these things happen. Um, sometimes you have to adjust, adjust your homeopathic remedies when you move. And so um, just, you know, 
um, I've learned how to speed things up when things do happen. You know, I like to be sick, to be honest with you. It doesn't happen very often, but I like it when it happens, like a really dark flu kind of thing. I'm always like, oh, clean me out, you know, because I understand the nature of detoxification. I understand the nature of you know, most of us are going to be detoxifying for the rest of our lives if we have the strength to do it. Or we're going to be stuck on some sort of strange medication because um, because we can't see the real etiology of our diseases and um, which are probably coming from intoxication and lack of detoxification throughout the life cycle. So once we start realizing some of these parts, we, we won't get stuck into this, this other paradigm, the medical enslavement paradigm, but which is highly American, strangely. And, um, you know, um, in France, I guess it's a little different. But then again, the food's different. So that changes a lot, you know. Uh, the air was really bad when I lived in Paris. So not just because of Paris, but also because I feel there was things being put into the air. But that's my own personal experience. And then there was also Chernobyl, you know, and um, you could say, oh, that was a long time ago. But that's completely a myth that that has anything to do with why, like, everybody knows in Europe that those mo those compounds and molecules that were created through Chernobyl um, will last thousands of years and will still be in the environment they, they don't just disappear and so those things are still affecting people today you know uh, thyroid uh, medication is the number one medication in France it's a huge um, you know um, epidemic I guess you could say so I had to go through that there too and sometimes I wonder if it didn't contribute to some of my hair loss when I was there but that was, yeah, here we go. I'm not in Kansas anymore. I went far away from home and and didn't know what I was getting into. But anyway, so figured that out the hard way and got an IQ error at the end and was able to really breathe well for the last year I was there. It took me a long time to develop the sensitivity to understand when things were in the air. Now, if I'm walking around anywhere in the world and I sense this same type of air or type of thing in my throat, like some of these intuitions they take a long time to develop in you and then once you have a clean environment they will speed up because once you have a clean environment your environment's like okay this is what clean equals you know it's kind of like homeopathy it's like uh, we're going to have you vibrating at a certain level which is a little higher than the one you're vibrating on uh, and we're just going to keep in informationally letting you feel that and then your body's like okay that's what that feels like to be at that higher level or whatever and so it's like a educational, informational thing that allows the body to recalc itself to where it should be. And so it's the same thing with a safe and space. If you have a safe space in your room with the air is, 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 you know, you need fresh air. You can't just leave an air conditioner, you know, an air purifier on. So you have a window open when you sleep. And, uh, I mean, unless it's like freezing or whatever, maybe you find some other, you have to leave it open you know, an hour during the day in the morning and then maybe, you know, a little bit at night or whatever. You might have to find another combination. But, um, but um, it's different having fresh air come in than having it all run through central air conditioning systems which dry the air out. They take the iodine out of it. There's a drying process that happens. So you want to get the air as fresh as possible and then you want to filter it if, if you have bad air. Some places are lucky, you know, some coastal areas and, you know, Charleston was great. There was a lot of iodine in the air and 
Um, I know that in Greece, they don't really have much iodine deficiency. I mean, it's just a bunch of islands and all that iodine coming off the ocean. So not all oceans seem to produce that same effect. Like California is kind of an iodine-weak coast, which is strange, but uh, maybe not. It's just uh, different types of oceans, uh, algae and plankton systems. and There's just different types of things that create that, you know. Uh, that convert that, make things volatile, etc. I mean, you have the heat of the sun, humidity helps, and, you know, it's very dry here, so there's a lot of factors. But, yeah, clean your environment, and then your body will catch up to you. It'll be like, okay, now you've shown me what clean is, now I'm going to show you when it's not clean. You know, and so then you'll get like a little, I can't even describe how it feels, but imagine just like a little white little point here that just appears in your sensation. I don't know how to explain it. And it's like, okay, something's in the air, something's there, you know? And so it took me a while to develop that, but now there's solutions to it. And you don't have to live like a maniac, you know, like with all sorts of obsessions and crazy stuff. Yeah, I had to do that at first because I had to figure all this stuff out, but most people don't. I mean, you buy one of these things, they're really sexy, attractive, they look great. People ask questions about it. You're breathing clean air. People are actually jealous of you. They're like, wow, okay, you know, he's figured something out. Like... Um, and it looks really stylish, you know, it's from Switzerland, it has this, yeah, anyway, so none of this stuff is really off-putting, it's just a question of knowing about it, so medical air, straight from Switzerland, and then you can see part two of the video where we talk about just like a, a natural remedy to get the stuff moving on the inside, you know, outside of like other food things, uh, you know, you know, when you're getting sick or you you kind of stay away from sugar, dairy, and even wheat, you kind of just stay away, dairy and wheat are not allergies per se they're actually just um, hard levels of um, digestion in the body so they, they're kind of like limits like these are harder for the body to digest and so whenever they show up you're, you when you're sick you're like okay I don't want to challenge the body in that way so you pull away from those and you let yourself heal you have potatoes instead of bread you know and and soup and broth and you know, stay away from the dairy and everything, and then just let it all heal. Once it heals, you can maybe bring it all back in, as long as they're good forms of those things, uh, meaning high dye, iodine, um, you know, fermented milk, or things coming from soils from Latvia, from the Russian stores, or, um, you know, different milks imported if you can. I mean, you can find imported farmer's cheese from, you know, not be careful with the labels because half of the imports in America are actually not from, not imported. But if you're paying attention, you'll find them, especially if you go to, like, Russian shops. And so you can find cheese in, that works with raw honey, and it's a good way. It's like tastes like cheesecake, you know. But it's a good way to over um, find a better substitute once you're out of the sickness. Um, and then sometimes even the mucus and all that stuff that we hate from eating certain products, they're actually cleaning us out. You some of the raw milk, the Jersey milk with high iodine that you're using, and you're like, oh my God, it gives me a little mucus. Well, sometimes that mucus is not always bad because sometimes you're going through like a detox process, which they're always uncomfortable to a certain degree. I mean, small, but uncomfortable. So the lactoferrin, which is in the milk, is coming into the, the lungs and just coating it everywhere. And that lactoferrin is the iron in that is fighting a lot of um, toxins in there, you know. So it's helping to push that stuff out and um, like a sword, you know. So you need that um, every once in a while. So it doesn't mean you have to drink milk every day, but raw Jersey milk, custard, or 
farmer cheese type of imported soil milk that you can find um, unless you live in a place that has high iodine milk, which I did in Charleston, but I don't in California. Um, then, um, you know, just it's better to stay away and just, you know, stick with butter and imported butter and find another, like a workaround, you know, like more broth for the calcium, more herring for the calcium, you know, um, the heads of the chicken bones because they've been cooked long enough, you know, like whatever. There's, there's a lot of ways to, to get these things, um, um, toasted almond soup from Spain, which is interesting. There's a lot of ways to get the calcium into the body if you can't get the milk. So anyway, you know, American Indians, just to finish with this, they, they developed their own milk using broth, um, I mean, marrow and ground up bones that were digested through vinegar. I mean, they were cooked. And so they were able to create this, this pasty bone structure mixed with marrow and they created a milk and they gave it to nursing women and children and it was like their own milk creation. <laughs> so even though they didn't have milk, they understood the power of calcium and, and um, fat together. So anyway, there you go.